Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the TV critic and broadcaster, Michael Hogan. Michael, hello. Hello. So, tell me what you've brought to talk about today. Today, I have brought the legendary TV moment that is Kate O'Mara sunbathing Mm. on a clearly freezing cold cross-channel <laughs> ferry on um, largely forgotten 1981 soap opera Triangle. I don't think it's been forgotten. Well, certainly not in my circle. Well, anyway. no, because, well, you're, you know, you love a nautical-based drama, I do. Julia, as I know from yes. your... You know, I believe you're quite keen on Howard's Way. I'm, I'm fairly keen. I'm fairly keen. <laughs> but it does often get sort of remembered in the same breath as Howard's Way, and it annoys me because Howard's Way was brilliant and Triangle was a load of old toss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we yeah, Howard's separate. Way was the kind of, you know, the glamorous, the dynasty of, of the maritime world, whereas Triangle was the very much the El Dorado. Tri- it was the El Dorado. It was hilarious. So just describe the basic premise. It's set on a North Sea ferry. Not and North it- Sea. And it runs... A, a, cross-channel. Come on it, now. Is it cross-channel? Because yeah. I think it was in the North Sea. Well, no. Because it goes well, Felixstowe, well, Gothenburg, Amsterdam, right? Yes, That's because the this, this is partly why it's so exciting for me, because I, <laughs> I happen to grow up in Felixstowe. Hang on a minute. I didn't know this. A very unglamorous port, container port in Suffolk. Wow, but I then, didn't know you were a Felixstowe. When I was, so when I was 11 and Triangle came along, and even on the opening credits, it was like those Dad's Army ones where you get an arrow going across a map, you know, those, That's those right. sort of graphics. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triangle went from Gothenburg to Amsterdam to Felixstowe, and you're like, oh, I know. That. It was I impossibly know that. exciting that Felixstowe was part of the premise for a show did, on did actual television. Did your dad work on the boats? He worked. <laughs> so he worked in a sort of um, a factory down the dock, and, ah. and pretty much, you know, the whole of Felixstowe was employed in the dock in some was, yeah. some way. So yeah, and everyone used to have sort of sixteenth and eighteenth birthday parties at the dock social club. <laughs> really? And it was Ooh. like really, you know, classy. That does sound like an episode of Howard's Way. Um, so the the launch of Triangle was impossibly exciting. And little did we know what a disastrous show Triangle would turn out to be. Well, they just got it all a bit wrong from the start, didn't they? I think they didn't, judging by, you know, what's written about it on the internet these days, they thought it would be a really good idea to film on a boat Mm. on that stretch of water bearing in mind the weather's mostly shit there. Yes. And apparently the cameras they had, the video cameras, obviously then it wasn't, it wasn't film, they didn't pick up colours the same way in external shots as they did in internal shots. So it, when they filmed in the cabins, they had to shut the curtains. They yeah, might as well yeah, have been yeah, in the yeah. studio anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and some of the crew were seasick, apparently. Yes. It was absolutely beset by technical problems. I mean, in the, yeah. say, in the El Dorado comparison isn't far off because that, it was a similar 
sort of misconceived thing where the, it was just... It's a the, grand this, folly, basically. Yeah, this kind of litany of problems. And, yeah, the weather was terrible. Everyone was seasick. <laughs> it looked really unglamorous, you know, all these slate grey skies. you got to think... The Americans have the love boat, which is all kind well, of this like is what they were going glossy for, and glamorous. Yeah. And then suddenly you're on a kind of slightly rain-lashed cross channel ferry. <laughs> Just like piss-awful weather, grey skies. It was so bleak. I think the idea, exactly the love boat, They were the idea that you could have like a core cast and then lots of guest stars coming in as passengers. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the format is quite clever. and and In theory. But yeah, the, but it was particularly grim when they had to have the, you know all these portholes with the kind of little curtains <laughs> drawn across them because they couldn't light it properly. Just it's really, just, really just shit. Just ridiculous. So it was Larry Lamb. It was kind of a main role for him. And he'd done that cameo in Superman. Yeah. Superman films. Yeah. Is it the bit where he's working in a mine or something and Superman crushes a lump of coal in his fist and makes a diamond? Extraordinary. So, yeah, Larry Lamb and Kate Amara are like the only famous cast members, basically. Yeah. So, you know, obviously massive chemistry there between they the two of them. They have sizzling chemistry mm-hmm. even on the freezing deck of it. So the, so the scene, the, the whole thing opens with these three guys, well, there's two guys, Larry Lamb and that other man, looking through a porthole and they can see this woman naked but for some green bikini bottoms just stretched out on this freezing windlass. Yeah, deck. yeah. And you feel really sorry for Kate tomorrow because she's clearly having to, you know, she's an actor. She's having to pretend that it's yeah. like, you know, They've tanned balmy her. weather. They've and given she's, her sunglasses. She's, really. she's, she's topping up her tan on a kind of like grey March day on the freezing cold deck. Yeah, and she's and lying she, on her front. She's lying on her front. Like, and then she, but she, when she stands up and um, she's kind of like got her arm across her, her bosom. She covers her nips. Her, so, her nips are covered. But it's clearly like, you know, it's supposed to be just her covering her nipples, but it, she's absolutely wrapped her arms. You know, she's shivering with cold is <laughs> what it looks to, like. Yeah, they've managed to not show the fact that she's actually <laughs> shivering. And there's a lot of very dodgy banter where they're watching through the window. Larry Lamb offers to go, his character offers, offers to go outside to find out what she's doing there. We're obviously with a twinkle in his eye going, leave this to me, Lamb. Yeah. Not crew. You'd know if she was, of course. From that angle. Yeah, constantly. And you don't. I'll go and find out. What? What do you think? <laughs> All sorts. Gave them to yourself. Well, what she thinks she's doing there for a start. And she's just mute. She doesn't reply to him. Yeah. She's sort of winding him up. And he tries, are you French? Are you from Sweden? Like, he tries to speak in different languages to her. And inside, one of the other crew members goes, for God's sake, make a stand up, man. It's like, are you dirty old purpose? <laughs> yeah, because people say that all the time. It's just grim, isn't it? Make a stand up, man. Um, yeah, it's and she's not very nice. She looks, um, I love Kate Amara. She was, um, she was wonderful. She was so wonderful and so glamorous. And she kind of looks like a sort of half woman, half cat. Yes, she doesn't and, look like a real person. Yeah. Or an indeed anything else. And obviously she was in Howard's Way too. There was a crossover there. Yes. And she um, was and in, in Dennis Steele the Colby. She, she popped up in one she of the was, US yeah. super she was, wasn't she later. Correct? Brilliant. Was it Joan Collins' sister? Was that right? I think so. Well, there was Sable and... and uh, oh, that's right. They all had the most ridiculous, Insane glamorous names. names, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think she was Caress Colby, but I'm not 100% sure. She also turned up really late on in her career and um, still looking unbelievable as Patsy's sister in Ab Fab. Yes, that, where she, of course. She did that brilliant Brigitte Bardot thing of being like a faded model. Obviously, she wasn't faded at all. She looked mm. insanely gorgeous. Who was just like, only cared about her little babies, her little furry babies. She loved her animals. <laughs> Pats, I just want to look after them. I want to open a cat sanctuary. And uh, yeah, and she was like, you know, obviously former rock and roll sort of shooting up and, uh, and not eating. 
Um, but she, yeah, she she gave this any glamour that it had. It yeah, was I mean, one woman. <laughs> I know, poor her, and and it must have been so grim to film it. I was also quite partial to El Dorado, and oh, I I got really hooked on it, even though it was um, a load of old shit. Me and my, me and my flatmate Paul at the time. Hello, Paul, if you're listening. We got really into it, and I remember signing the petition to keep it on air. Bunny and what was his name? Uh, Fizz and Bunny. Fizz, Fizz and Bunny. Um, but Paul Paul <laughs> went one louder, and he went on the kind of Save El Dorado march. There was a to BBC TV Centre to sort second. of picket the TV Centre. There was a march. There was a, there was a, like, certainly an organised protest, but it was <laughs> it was so sparsely attended. It was basically... <laughs> Basically, Paul and the cast of El Dorado, Aww. which, you know, he was in heaven. So he's on this coach, you kind know, of sat next to Trish Valentine. That's amazing. Um, you know, and, and sort of bonding with uh, Joy from Joy's Bar. Because I remember the interviews with the cast. Weren't they on the news when it was finally, finally mm, cancelled? And mm. they were in tears going, it's very bad what they've done. It's yeah. very bad. This international cast of actors <laughs> who, like, I think, literally were like, this is all we have. <laughs> I imagine they're all still living there in that purpose-built village. Just like, we're not leaving. I know, all apart we from Marcus Tan. Andy, who got out in a flashy sports car. Yeah, did he? Where did he end up? Jesse Birdsell. He mm. was in Spooks, wasn't he? Yeah. No, not Spooks. He did um, Bugs. Bugs, not the sort of, Spooks. The shit it. Spooks. Bugs, <laughs> it's known. Not spooks. Bugs. Jesse Birdsell, Craig McLachlan. And, uh, That's right. And the woman off of the uh, one-to-one phone adverts. <laughs> Remember that? The, the, the lady in the corner, the, the, sort of like, she was called, called oh, Jay no. Griffiths, I want to say she's called. Oh, like yes, a, yes. Um, she was in the build. A sort of mixed that. race actress with big hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. she was always in the corner of a mobile phone, in the early days of mobile phone. That's ads, right. In a little circle in the corner. Kind with of a going, headset. Hello, how may I help That's you? One right. to one. Yes, and she had, she had a fairly big part in the bill as well. She's a detective yeah. in the bill too. So they were, they were the team Bloody on hell. Bugs. Bugs. <laughs> when I was looking into Triangle online, though, just to bring it back to your original choice, um, the guy that produced Triangle was uh, an old BBC hack producer called Bill Sellers. And he had some great successes and some not so great successes. But he produced All Creatures Great and Small. That was like his biggest, probably, legendary, uh, uh, you know, thumbs up. The story of his life, well, in, in, in the three lines on Wikipedia, is kind of incredible and I sort of want to make a film of it. So Bill Sellers, in his younger days, he's a young BBC producer. He marries an actress called June Bland. I don't think she's done loads. Anyway, they have three children and they're very sadly divorced in 1974. Oh. End, of, end of June and Bill. Bill, clearly, reading between the lines, uh, moves to Spain, decides he might actually be attracted to men. Oh. Eventually, he meets a nice partner, moves to Spain. They is this have a storyline for El Dorado? No, or is this someone's a, actual life? It's actual brilliant <laughs> life. He moves in with his life partner. He gets sieved up. Um, his life partner, very sadly, in 2012, passes away. Oh, no, Bill. Really sad. Bill comes back from Spain and he remarries June and lives with her till his what? death well, at the age of 93. Plot twist. It's just completely unexpected. But like, what a brilliant... That just, I don't know, something about that just says, make a film. What a lovely story. That oh. she, just, she was just clearly still loved him. Yeah. And, you know, at that age, I guess you just want a companion, I know. someone to rub along with. He's got and... that out of his system now. Come <laughs> back. <laughs> I'm not gay anymore. It's just a phrase. <laughs> no, but what a lovely thing. And she clearly oh. just, her heart was still his. And oh, just completely delightful. So no, yeah, that should have been a plot in something. That would have made a just better plot than most of the plots in Triangle. I know, right? Shitty old Triangle. It somehow managed to cling on for three series. I know, I was surprised by that. I thought it was binned after one in, yeah. my, in my head. But, um, so 81 to 83. Apparently so Terry Wogan gave it quite a caning pretty much every so the morning after every episode on the Radio 2 exactly. Breakfast show. And as a BBC show, obviously, that was quite punk of him. It was yeah, quite yeah, sort of, yeah, you know, yeah. against the grain. And actually, talking about El Dorado, I never really forgave El Dorado, although I did have a sort of secret dirty love for it because um, it 
Remember, it took the place of Wogan in the schedules. Mm, and mm, the, the seven o'clock slot. Thing, yeah, that was the only thing three times a week. Was it Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Mm. That was the thing that our family all stopped everything to watch. We all watched Wogan because you, you never knew who were going to get on the sofa. And it could be like, you know, someone drunk, like Oliver Reed could come on pissed. Or, yeah, it was it yeah. was kind of a bit exciting and sort of where George we got George Best all of our... lurching on. Exactly. And, um... It was always the drunk people. But, um, mm. you know, I just remember really loving that. Even when Selena Scott did like her shit stand-ins for Wogan when it was on holiday, I still really loved it. <laughs> There's one I really remember where she's just horribly rude to Brian Adams and just tells him he's scruffy and to, to oh. smarten himself up. But she clearly is, it's sort of her way of flirting with him. Yeah, she shit at it. Yeah. So she's just being rude to him and he's like, what did I do? I just came to promote my album. Why are you being such a Do you remember album? Nicolas Cage on Woven? That's yeah, one of the best didn't he throw out or, 50s or something? Yeah, he audience. just came on. It was like Nicolas Cage invented the character of Nicolas Cage <laughs> at that did. point. He kind of came high kicking onto the set and <laughs> sort of ripped his leather jacket off and threw it into the crowd That's and then started right. just throwing money everywhere. That was, and, yeah. And Wogan I just sat there in a kind of you know beige suit, looking a bit horrified, while Nicholas Cage just pranced around, yeah. you know, working the crowd, Memorable. going, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> God bless Nicholas Cage. If you haven't seen uh, his, it's not his remake of The Wicker Man, but the one he stars in. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. It's one of the funniest films ever made. It's absolutely brilliant. Michael, thank you for segueing wildly off of Triangle. And then coming back to it and yeah, there just, probably wasn't that much to say about Triangle. Me, so, well, that, I mean, you know, yeah, it was cold. It, it went yeah, wrong. They yeah. shouldn't have done it. And um, before you leave, please delve into my box of delights okay i'm gonna have a little rummage because i know you hide all the good ones i do first tv crush mm. well i was quite partial to the cadbury's caramel bunny oh okay so animated crush no, yeah i can understand She's animated great. sort of you know rabbit crush was it miriam margulies who did the voice was yes that, is that a i think it was yeah okay. yeah 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 cool um, it was just partly the sort of velvety voice, wasn't it? And she was, you know, I want to say she's almost sort of Jessica Rabbit. Like in my head, she was kind of curvy, but I'm not sure she actually was. I think she might have been quite rabbit shaped, actually, mm. but just like had really long eyelashes. Hey, Mister Squirrel, and a come hither bow. Why are you around? squirreling around? Come over here. And so that, but the, in terms of human crushes, probably I don't know Daisy Duke, someone oh, like that. Hell yeah! I mean, that was. A, I mean, it's a bit basic, Michael. But yeah. I know Daisy Duke, Charlie's Angels, all those people. Okay, they're, they're the source of Ladies slight stirring yeah 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 and often a pair of kind of thick chocolate tights underneath the shorts <laughs> <laughs> recipe American for thrush pair. readers oh, that is really messed up you fancy women with but then yeah but then we're into then we're into grain chill aren't we i suppose yeah and they all had quite pasty legs anyway thank you for that and goodbye bye <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.